Welcome to the Evolve WMMA podcast featuring the greatest upcoming female fighters on the planet. They are women who have gone against conventional thinking to pursue their dreams. These fighters inspire, empower, and unleash excellence within a new generation of female warriors as they rise and evolve into the best possible versions of themselves through the power of mixed martial arts. My next guest is a pioneer in women's mixed martial arts and has been very busy traveling since we last chatted back in September 2018 before her return to the Invicta Cage, where she defeated Sarah Patterson with a TKO head kick. She has an upcoming match at Invicta FC 35, where she will be facing featherweight fighter Faith McMaw. Hey, 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 this is Evolve WMMA. I'm your host, Shelly Devine, and I'd like to welcome back to the show WMMA pioneer and Invicta FC featherweight fighter, Caitlin, the striking Viking, Rose Young. So welcome back, Caitlin. It's great to have you back on the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, I, um, so you've had a massage, so you're feeling really relaxed. You've got to have a half day from training today. It's a holiday weekend, so um, we're going to say a big thank you to your coach. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm still supposed to run later, but it's, it's lighter than usual, so I can't complain. Yeah, so you've been um, very busy, very active since the last time we um, spoke. Uh, last year, I think it was in September, and... Um, yeah. It, it, it was before your um, Invicta fight um, against Sarah Patterson, and I never really found out what happened to um, Zara. Like, why? Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know. And then somehow, even though she hasn't fought since 2017, uh, she got signed to the UFC. We were supposed to fight on 35 originally. And then she got signed despite not having fought for a couple of years and dropping on me twice. So that's bizarre, right? That is bizarre. There is. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. So I mean, I can't blame, can't blame her for taking opportunities that come to her, I suppose, but yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So it worked the way up the totem pole and then boom, <laughs> you know, either that or she'll only have one fight up there and then she'll, you know, have to find something else to do or whatever. Who knows? I, I, I still don't. After uh, the whole um, tough series on how they picked and chose yeah. uh, the, you know, the women for, for that turn tournament. Uh, I, I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Like, yeah. I, I mean, that is here. That is sort of uh, the silver lining, I suppose is, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit more investment in the true 45s up there. Um, yeah. So that's, that is the good thing. You know, they just signed Felicia. Yes. I mean, she hasn't even had chance. She didn't even defend her title. I mean, the, you mm-hmm. know, the, the title's vacant, right? Like nobody, right? Yeah. Now it's, now it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She won it and then went up there and then, um, so that's, a, you know, that's something, at least there's movement at, at uh, in the 145 division and, mm. uh, mm. you know, so we'll see, we'll see what's, 
It's coming down the pipe for the rest. I know. And you have a big fight coming up on uh, June 7th. You're going to face Faith McMah, who actually, she hasn't fought in a while either. So she's had. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Her, well, I know you're talking to her later today, but I had fought for her that last fight. Um, She was supposed to fight Kolesnik and she came in. I wonder what happened there because 10 is such a significant miss. Oh, that's right. 10 pounds over, right? Yeah, like I don't even know if it was Faith. I keep wanting to call her Faith Van Duen because that's what I knew her as. That's how, that's how I, I remember her too. <laughs> but uh, I don't know like exactly what happened, but it wouldn't even surprise me if the commission puts kibosh on that because, man, she came in at like 156 point, point something. It wasn't even for a 145 fight. Wow. So, yeah, it makes me wonder if something is up because yeah. that, that's so significant. Maybe there's a medical somewhere they're going on. Yeah, that is a significant, like, uh, you, you didn't even come close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, I'm excited to be fighting Faith. You know, I yeah. have a ton of respect for her. And I've, like, I've seen her, you know, still take fights when stuff's not perfect, which is something I respect mm-hmm. a lot because you don't mm-hmm. see it a lot. Right, right. Not anymore. Yeah, everybody wants yeah. that perfect fight. So, right? it's, it's pretty cool. I'm excited to be fighting her. And in, in a way, it sort of gives you more of a... Oh, like this fight's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come hell or high water, it's going to happen, right? Yep. Which is awesome. I mean, it's awesome that you're not getting somebody thrown in just at the last minute. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, kudos to Sarah Patterson. Absolutely. That was awesome. That I she mean, that was that. amazing. But, you know, she, she, you know, like she's preparing for, for also for you. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know what her her background was and what fighters she had fought prior to. But I'm like, wow, you know, like to step up like that. So you would have a fight. You could get in there, you know, yep. have the win and everything. No, and that was so, uh, so awesome that she jumped in. Yeah. I'm going to say she was, I don't know that she got matched, but I know they were looking to match her in kickboxing uh, for shortly after. So I'm not sure um, what ended up happening with that or if she had to pull out to do that. But, but regardless, I appreciate it both from her and the promoter if they let her go to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been very busy traveling. Uh, you are traveling. Yeah. Um, I have been traveling a ton. Yep. Yeah. And you, you were traveling with, um, is it fighters for freedom or is it, is it another, is it under another name armed Armed forces entertainment tour? Yeah. So you care about that, that sounds fascinating to me. I don't know any fighters that have really done this. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, fighters for freedom, sometimes like each individual tour will have kind of a tagline or name, but the tours themselves are under armed forces entertainment. And it's usually, five fighters and a tour manager we go to different go around to different bases this time was the middle east and africa the first time i went back in december was just the middle east mm-hmm. and we hang out with the troops and roll with them basically um and get to see what they're doing on a day-to-day basis and get to see where they oh, wow. where they live and uh all that jazz so 
Yeah, I saw on one of your blogs, you were saying, you know, where you've had this opportunity to travel and you see things from a different perspective, like, you know, from the States to actually being yeah. in a country that has issues, problems. And we, had, we, as our country, might have issues and problems with those countries. I don't know. And, yeah. and to see, okay, these are the reasons why decisions are made in these countries because of this, that, and the other thing. And how has it um, affected you as, you know, as a human being, like seeing certain things over in other countries and, and comparing, you know, when you come back, are you happy to come back and be here? Or are you like empathize yeah. with what goes on in the world and how things change for people generally? Yeah, absolutely. Like when I, when you visit somewhere like Thailand, I, I'm happy to be home, but I like it there too. I miss it. Yeah. When I, when I've come back from the Middle East, I want to kiss the ground. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it's mm. especially seeing um, women. Mm. Um, we were in, I forget what airport we were in, but the there were women walking, you know, of course, a couple paces behind the men. Mm. And one girl, and she had to be young, you could tell by her voice, getting, you know, grabbed by the arm the way a, a parent might do to a really unruly child. And she's bawling, you know, and it's legal yeah. to beat your wife. Wow. So, you know, just seeing that, and we had driven through um, a Syrian, we were in Jordan this last time, mm. and had driven through a Syrian refugee camp, mm -hmm. and just seeing, you know, people getting out of a cattle car and trying to run across the highway with one suitcase and a bunch of little kids, you know, and um, it's sobering. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to see it on the news, but it, yeah. to have it, right, you know, right in front of your vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, just, that is sobering for sure. I'd be like, oh my God, I know when I saw things on the news, uh -huh. this was a long time ago, women being beaten. And I was like, I, I, I don't like it. I don't like even seeing, like I, I lived in a, an apartment building and there were, um, I guess, Muslim women in the burqas and mm -hmm. coming down to the pool with their children and they would be full garb, you know, and the kids could have shorts on and stuff. But you know, in the hot sun and, and she's got to sit there with the kids. And then she didn't, she got up and went to leave the kids there, which you can't do. And yeah. I'm thinking, why in this country are you living like that? You don't have to, you know, but it's just so ingrained. I, and that's, that's, that's just even them being here. And I'm yep. like, over there, it's, I don't, I can't even. Yeah. It's, you know, it just, really uh, makes you feel really fortunate to have been born here. We have our problems too, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, it's not like, I, I just can't imagine being that limited. As a, as, as a because woman? Because you're female, because you happen to be born female, yeah. Wow. Um, uh, when you were there with the, um, the soldiers and stuff, I mean, what was their take on all this? Like, cause they've been there probably longer and seen more. And how did, how do you think that affects them? Um, it's interesting. Like some of the soldiers who are, haven't been there as long, obviously don't have as strong of opinions. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't speak for everybody, but the, yeah. the general feeling is also, um, if, <sighs> It, the there are a lot of groups sort of just waiting to wreak havoc if the area isn't controlled and that's what's been so difficult um you know the idea of trying to get out of there i mean we're i i didn't realize to the extent that we prior to going this last time but in egypt we're basically 
sitting between Israel and Egypt. Like, do we have to separate you two? Mm -hmm. And we sit and enforce their treaty, you know, that Jimmy Carter helped to negotiate. And we sit and count everybody's tanks, make sure everybody's doing things. You know, in a lot of ways, we have a big hand in stabilizing as stable as some of the area is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And that's what's so difficult when we talk about foreign policy and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. is what, you know, what, what happens if we are to leave those sort of places because it, it doesn't take long. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, it seems that the only people who have been able to rule are those that rule with an iron fist. Right. We don't, of course, we don't like seeing um, some of the terrible cruelty yeah. that has happened there. Uh, but at the same time, I, I don't think it, and I shouldn't even say me, I'm sort of forwarding the opinion that I've heard from people with a lot of experience there. I don't think a lot of the cultures would are going to be able to just take on a democracy, democratic system mm. and have uh, any kind of stable mm-hmm countries whatsoever hmm. wow so it's yeah it was difficult and eye-opening yeah so what um for you as as a as a, as a person as a woman what made you want to go there and partake in in this this tour well of course you know, I, I want to see the middle east i don't think i would go alone mm-hmm. um but going with the, the u.s military and a bunch of other fighters is a mm-hmm. is a special case you know mm-hmm. um uh, you know, it's really neat to to be able to do something for our soldiers because they they do sacrifice an awful lot. You know, mm-hmm. um, as as nice as some of the bases are, it's still a base. It's still away from home. They're still having to go outside to a different building to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Right. Right. So, um, you know, it's just one small way that we can give back and maybe give them something useful they can use if they need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like um, you're you're there to you know build spirits. Yeah, boost morale. Yeah, morale. And uh, you know the guys are like, "Wow, you're a so and so fighter." You know, and all the people that are there, like I mean, all the fighters that went with you. And, and they yeah, have- and it's it's fun. Like I I like the group. I've mm-hmm. really enjoyed both groups of fighters that have come. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's neat too, seeing their jobs. Like, of course I love, I'm a dog lover, right? So I love mm-hmm. going to visit the canine units yeah. and that's always really incredible, you know, and um, the bomb guys and the air force and it, it's just really neat. Yeah. Wow. It's neat to see the sort of the inner workings of things. Mm-hmm. Wow. We have a, a girl back here in the East, uh, Sarah Click. She's fought for Invicta. You know, and um, she's, she's, in the the military and she does the the you know the she does a lot of crazy ass shit <laughs> That's yeah, a lot of yeah like she does one of those things i forgot what it's called but like she'll go out of a helicopter and like head first on a rope go you know straight down and i'm like how and i know her and i'm like you do that and i'm like how do you? And, and i'm like what do you think that, you know, like when you see, like, I mean, you were, you had opportunity to go to a lot of different things, people that work with bombs and, you know, dismantle yeah. them. 
Yeah. I mean, like you're, you're kind of crazy to get in a cage and like, you know, like going. Yeah. I know what you mean, but it's not. (laughs) I know it's not, but like I, but people would think that and that's why. Oh yeah. No, you're totally right. Like people think that's crazy. It's like one person, your own weight can only do so much to you with a rough, you know? Right. But then you, you're, you're, you know, going out like, you know, with the, these guys in the military and you got like, you know, the bomb squad, you know, and you're, you're standing next to them. And, and I mean, like, how do you compare notes there? Like, I mean, you're doing one thing that's kind of people think is like, okay, nuts, but yeah. you're doing, you know, going dismantling a bomb that could just, you know, like go off. And it's like, did you notice any similarities when you're talking to these people? Like what were the similarities right. of mindsets and stuff? Um, High, like high risk taking personalities, mm. you know, of course. Yeah. Um, you don't get into fighting or dismantling bombs unless you're somebody <laughs> who needs a little bit of thrill in your life to function. Okay. So, um, and I think probably the ability to compartmentalize pretty well, mm. um, to manage your emotions in that way and just deal with what needs to be dealt with at the moment. Wow. I think, um, and uh, to some degree being able to disassociate for uh hard training there was one guy we met who was an older and not actually old he was 42 or 44 i forget but he was a um explosives guy and he was missing a calf mm. and it got blown off luckily he had his leg wow. um but what was interesting was like they would do these guys would do crossfit workouts and a couple of fighters went and did it with them mm-hmm and this guy smoked not just it smoked everybody really he's older and it, wow. what that is you know what i mean it's up yeah. here yeah yeah there's no reason there's no reason yeah wow he should be beating 25 year old right right yeah wow guys um so i thought that was really fascinating and, and made a lot of sense maybe wow that's that is fascinating I, I'm like, huh? You know, like, just yeah. Like it's that. interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So I think I think there strangely is a fair amount of overlap in terms of like hmm. maybe types that get into yeah, because you got there's got to be like an adrenaline rush and just like mm-hmm. you know kind of liking a little bit of that or or liking that yeah. a lot and and then how do you come back to you know, I wonder, you know, for them too, how do they come back to their families if they're married, their children or whatever, if they see a lot sure. of that stuff and which is, you know, you get the PTSD stuff Yeah. Um, when, um, you know, military men and women come back. And they, yeah. And well, and I think back. there's um, a, a really big loneliness component too mm-hmm. that um, because they get so tight knit with the other men and women they're serving with. Yeah. I think it can feel really lonely. Oddly, even if they're coming home to a spouse, I think it can feel really lonely because it's not somebody who's had um, those same experiences, especially to your point, if they've been really traumatic. Right. Um, so I think that that is something that's really difficult mm. for, for some of them, the camaraderie. Mm. And they, you know, much like some fighters get in trouble when they start, their career starts winding down. I'm, I'm sure the same is true with military people, you know. Yeah. Once that thrill is gone, now what? Now what do I do? You know, so. Yeah, it doesn't matter, I guess, what career you take. You're, you, you, it's different degrees of, of uh, dealing with these, these kind of issues, these emotions. Yeah. And, and, uh, 
and we all deal with them differently and we all like to challenge ourselves or to feel certain you know intensities i guess mm-hmm. you know like stepping in in the cage it's an intensity it's it, there's an adrenaline rush somebody's going to try and pummel me and beat yeah. the shit out of me and i'm going to go and try and like you know do the same to them yeah and I love this, but um, I'm like, you know, there, there's there's some component we as human beings want to, you know, do this sort of stuff. And it's like, okay, what's this about? Yeah. No, it's weird. I'll, I'll give you that. It's weird. <laughs> it, is. it is weird. Especially when you take into consideration, like, I like most of the people I fought. I like, I genuinely yeah. like them. Yeah. It's just, I don't think about the fact that I like them for those few moments. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, um. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think I think with the military, there's got to be like, it's more to the nth degree. Obviously, when you're fighting somebody, you're not actually. The things are not nearly as severe or final as the stuff that's happening in the military, you know. But oh yeah, totally. I mean, you're you're, you're risking your life. You know? Yeah. I mean, things could happen that could, could go wrong in the cage, but it could. Know, but it's not like you're not, yeah, well, you're not gonna. You, you, most of the time, somebody's dying in the military. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you're not dealing with the, the, the life or death that you would be in the military. So, I mean, did you have any experiences or any funny, any funny things that happened over there or any like really kind of, you know, traumatic or anything over there? Or was it basically a good time? Um, it was mostly a good time. Like I said, I think the things that really stuck out was seeing the refugee camp, uh, this last one, mm-hmm. now, seeing that woman in the airport. One thing that was really fascinating, and partly because people are having this discussion about universal basic income. Did you know, I didn't know this until going over there, that Qataris get about 200K a year just for being alive? No. Yeah. So they have the world's largest natural gas stores, I guess. So in dividends, like ethnic Qataris make 200K a year. And it's amazing because in Doha, there's, capital city they haven't had a violent crime since it was like 2007 or 2004 or something wow yeah there's no poverty and if a foreign person does it they just deport them so it's a really strange little corner of the world and they're they're far more progressive than most of the middle east they're sort of the the redheaded stepchild if you will they get a lot of black from other countries um but that was really fascinating how are the women treated there are they um, you know, we didn't get a ton of time out with the public, but I know the emir just gave his wife some massive multi-billion dollar grant to facilitate more artwork by women. So no, they are think, very progressive. I don't think it's, you know, obviously not to the level of um, some Western countries, but it, yeah. far more than, than one might expect. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... Like, recently split off from Saudi Arabia of all places, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you're, you're much more in depth than in knowledge. Your knowledge is more in depth than, than what I know of that area for sure. I, but I, I applaud you for, you know, going over there, um, you know, and, and actually kind of being there and observing and seeing firsthand and, and not relying on say the news that we get back here and you can make your own opinions, you know, like from, I think it's far better to go and visit these places and know yes, what's really happening and you see it and you're like, okay, I have an understanding of why this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are books that are written about it. There's, you know, yeah. 
but it's not the same as actually going and seeing and, and trying to solve the world's problems is always a, <laughs> it's always interesting. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's just, it's like, why don't, you know, how, I can't tell you how many times I thought, well, why don't they just do this? And then, yeah. You yeah, really like, well, I got this, that, and the other thing going on. Yeah. Right. But I mean, and we're just getting, I feel so fortunate to have been able to go and we're just getting a small sliver of it. I, I mm. um, but it is really amazing to be able to, to see, you know, mm. and uh, just get a little taste of it, see what our military is doing and these places that we are hearing about so much, mm-hmm. but they're, yeah, Qatar is an interesting place. Like they, yeah. their dairy industry too. There's something I think Saudi Arabia tried to cut them off from dairy and they're so loaded. They just flew in a bunch of American dairy cows and made their own dairy industry. And, and what's so fascinating about it is I think even as fossil fuels, if should fossil fuels run out, mm-hmm. um, they're being innovative enough that I think Qatar is going to be just fine because okay. they're, yeah, it's, it's really interesting because they're not just relying on those things. They're developing other other types of sound like they have some intelligent people in that country. Yeah, I think so. Government officials or whatever, you know, they're they're actually trying to be more progressive and keep up with uh, the global uh, Mm -hmm. economy, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's really the crux of a lot of the stuff going on over there is Mm. it's mostly global economy based, frankly, Mm. you know, I I would say even from what I understand about our involvement as well. Mm. So you have a political tendency, you know, like just from me sitting here, my daughter's like super political, like she's always like, you know, women's rights and she's posting stuff and everything. And it it appears that you have a lot of interest. Now, did you get that from your family or is this just kind of, you know, like just you or you you like the soul, you know, one in the family that's, you know, going out, you know, not, I'm not saying being an activist or of any kind, but you're, you have political interests and, and, and you are globally and socially minded that you want to hopefully create a better world for women in general and, and men too. But like, you're, you're like, ah, you know, you get the girl thing, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're interested in women's rights, obviously just by being empathic towards those women that were in the middle East that you observed, um, you know, being, you know, kind of manhandled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think like, you know, if we want to talk the glorious Dynam brand of feminism, mm-hmm. it should be helpful for everybody. It's, it's more or less don't get so sucked into your gender role that you can't just be yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, don't, don't get so concerned about performing mm-hmm. the, what you think you should be and just be you. Right. Mm-hmm. And what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I suppose you could say I'm politically minded. Mm-hmm. We, my dad would, talk at length about it and any opinion you had is just fine mm-hmm. uh, but you had to be able to back it up and deliver a solid argument why that was kind of his thing wow he'd be like well can you defend that even from when i was pretty young um mm-hmm. i could have told you like in first grade i could have told you uh what constitutes conservative and liberal and everything in between it's so funny I'm gonna just make a little my my daughter knows all this stuff and she's told me I don't know how many times do you think I just cannot retain it it's in one ear out the other (laughs) I'm like I think about if you don't I don't care you know yeah if you're not interested in it it's like it's boring as liberal is I'm like am I a liberal I have no idea (laughs) you know it's just but it is yeah it is 
I don't know. I, I do think there's a problem with people um, not thinking enough for themselves about issues. Mm -hmm. And because this is the, I, I think probably my conservative friends think I'm liberal and my liberal friends think I'm conservative. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm falling into one of those. But I, I think instead of needing to be on team A or B, it's good to just really think through how do you feel about something and right. why. And, and it does, it sucks that we can't really vote that way a lot of the time, unfortunately. Yeah. It's like it comes in a package and it's, it's the right or left instead of um, more issue by issue stuff I think would be helpful. Because I think yeah. a, lot of, a lot of us are like that. We don't really fall into just one or the other. I don't think I do. I'm a little all over the place. That's mm -hmm. I, 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 I try to find universal uh, humanistic, uh, you know, yeah. what, what's universally, what, what do people really need and want or need, you know, basic survival yeah. stuff or whatever, obviously, but then, um, you know, what's, what's the real higher um, yeah. place in the, or a higher um, value or, 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 um, what am I trying to say that the, the right, you know, if, if you have an issue, what is the right thing overall? Like, yeah. you know, like overall, and it's like, why is it in, you know, like, why are we still de dealing with, um, women's, you know, right to have abortion or not to abortion because people are thinking, oh, well, it's not right to kill a fetus. And I'm like, well, who's taking care of those babies when, when kids can't even yeah. like get a meal or whatever, or they're starving someplace. And so it's like this whole whole thing and I'm like why are women dealing with this still now today when we had the rights and we still have to fight it you know so I I just I don't even get it I'm like I, I don't not to get into that stuff no it certainly doesn't bother me I I'm I'm amazed at how the thing I have a, a real difficult time with that is you can have whatever opinion you have about it but mm. when we're going to talk legislating yeah legally yeah a woman's body right like, no like you know <laughs> um and and uh, you know that goes with so many things but yeah but yeah like in, in particular that like it is um to basically make somebody lesser because there isn't there there is no other situation where you'd be legally mandated to use your body to keep somebody alive yeah um so in my thinking, well, this was a funny thing that I had seen on, uh, I think my daughter might've posted it, but mm -hmm. it was, um, some meme that had suggested, well, vasectomies are reversible. Why don't we have all men until they're responsible to be fathers, have a vasectomy and take care of that. that. And then if they want to have kids and they're responsible enough, then they can do that. And then it's like, oh, no, 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 Like the joke is, oh, no, 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 no. Then, then it would be like, you know, something happening to their bodies that they don't yeah. want to tolerate. And I just thought that was like, oh, gosh, that's kind of a little funny. You know, I'm like, it's, it's, it's just, you know, one flip the other. Yeah. You know, when you're bringing religion into it, which the Middle East is bringing religion into a lot of different things, the why, why they, they treat women that the way, the way they do over there. And it's like, okay, maybe religion isn't really all the best thing for all you know, causes a lot of problems, causes a lot of problems. Well, yeah. When, especially when like the law is based on it, the multiple places yeah. we were over there, uh, even if you weren't, because it's Sharia law, yeah. even if you weren't Muslim, you, you get in serious trouble for eating or drinking in public during Ramadan. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, oh yeah. So it's uh, it, it's really <laughs> it makes you appreciate the separation we have here. Um, even even if our predominant religion isn't as restrictive, mm -hmm. it's it's still you know that doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that the same majority is going to be the majority all the time, and and it's mm. all the more important that we make sure that the laws stay the law stays secular. Yeah, right. Wow. So do you see yourself? I mean, you know, you've been you've been a fighter for a long time. I mean, how many years? How many years now? When did you start? How oh, I started training when I was 14. So yeah. it'll be 20 years next and year. You, and you've been competing that all that all those years? The whole time. All yeah. those years. So 20 years of competition. And yeah. and you still feel like, you know, you're gonna go for how many more years? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. You know, I try not to put a date on it. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as I'm feeling good and motivated, like I can do it. And you've seen this when people retire, it's like, they just know. Yeah. I'm done today. Yeah. And I think it's important to listen to that when you have that, because mm -hmm. I think you can fight for a long time, mm -hmm. but you can't train to fight for a long time. Training to fight requires a little bit more uh, mm -hmm. than, than actually just getting in there and fighting. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, like we were talking about earlier, really hard for people to not stay too long at the party. Mm -hmm. you know, that yeah. thrill. Oh man, it's hard. It's hard not to live with that thrill, especially if you've had it your whole life. It becomes yeah. such a big part of your identity. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, I guess the reason why I asked is, you know, some, some fighters have said to me, you know, it's like a, it's a finite career. Yeah as a woman and it depends on, you know, like, do, do I want to have children? Do I, you know, we talked about this actually before. So mm -hmm. I was wondering just because of your political aspirations, you know, you're interested in global, you know, like things yeah. that are happening in the world. Do you ever see yourself holding a, a political, like a, any sort of, you know, position? Oh man, I don't think so. Just because of all the nonsense. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to do more, you know, you know, the saying like you vote with your money. <laughs> yeah. I think it's true. Mm -hmm. um, I think that has more power. I, I would love to actually get out there and do more for the stuff I believe in. Mm -hmm. Do more to make it, mm -hmm. uh, to save animals, you know, or to, you know, mm -hmm. um, give people access to water. <laughs> like I, oh, I know that was just, um, was, yeah. And that's something that when, when I don't have to lead such a regimented life, I look forward to doing. Yeah. But I don't, man, I don't think, I don't think politics looks fun at all whatsoever. Even those who mean well, right. it just doesn't seem appealing. <laughs> I know I were, I had, uh, one of my boot campers, she's, um, I don't. I actually don't know what her position is, but she's she's a local legislator or whatever in Boston, and she was like working some seriously mean hours, you know, like just yeah. constantly on call, and it it seemed super stressful, super nice, and you're always, you know, it's very demanding, um, you know, what you're doing for, you know, maybe your little sector in the town or wherever, you know, if you're in JP or whatever. But I'm like, I don't know how they. I'm glad to see women get involved in politics and, and doing this and they're helping their mm -hmm. communities and stuff, but um, it's super demanding. 
it's it, yeah yeah it's amazingly demanding so yeah i can see where you would probably not but you do have a mindset you'd be very supportive to probably somebody that you um knew that was helping um you know yeah. dogs you know you know yeah <laughs> you're a dog lover of course yeah so how many dogs do you actually have i just have one okay um, so. <laughs> you just love a lot <laughs> well so we we did some fostering but he okay. he's 14 and he just wasn't having it you know so they got great homes but i think i think we're gonna lay off mm -hmm. for the remainder of his retirement years you know mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. But yeah, like, you know, I still try to do some stuff for rescues and, and whatnot. I meet a lot of dogs when I travel, which is fun. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, he, uh, he also, he, poor thing. So he's sort of the quintessential, uh, he was a puppy mill dog and I was an idiot when I was 19 and I got him, you know, from a pet store mm -hmm. and he's had all kinds of health problems as a result of it. You know, he's happy now, but we had to have back surgery for him. Oh, wow. Got a heart murmur. You know, it's just been dental wow. stuff. Poor little thing. And he's got the greatest temperament ever, but mm -hmm. I just don't want to have a puppy in there and possibly have him get hurt or, right, right. or just be annoyed because the puppy's barking, you know, right, exactly. he can chill for the yeah. time being. Yeah. Wow. So you recently had a loss, didn't you? Your, your, your grandmother passed away or something? Yeah. Were you yes. away when that happened or were you home? No, thank goodness I was home. Like it was, I haven't been home much at all in the last eight months or so, but uh, I happened to be home. And she, it's interesting because she was ready, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, you know how like older people will get there. I think three out of four of my grandparents got to a point where they said, I'm ready to go, <laughs> you know? Wow. And she'd had her, she's Catholic, right? So she'd had her last rites yep. um, a month prior mm -hmm. and was on hospice. And oh, wow. um, she was in a little bit of pain toward the end, but um, I think she was at peace, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was good. But she, you know, I'll definitely miss her, of course. She's kind of... She sounds very sprawling. Funky, like she had, like you know, like I, oh yeah, she talked shit to me and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but she, she was a neat lady mm. for sure. Mm. Yeah. How did she feel about you going over and traveling and, and and doing everything that you're doing now, even like all your fighting and? You know, it's funny. So when I was uh, young, I was young, too young to be dating as seriously as I was. And I was dating this guy who, um, we've all got one of those, you know, what I'm yeah. talking about, you know, the kind I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and she was just like, you know, you shouldn't marry him because your world will be too small. And she was right. He, you know, he was the kind of, mm -hmm. kind of guy that tries to clip your wings a little oh, bit. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I think she loves seeing it. You know, I think she loved sports, but she was, she was born in the thirties. Yeah. That generation. They didn't, I think thirties, late thirties, early forties, regardless. Um, yeah. She loved playing ball, but then it, it became, hmm. you know, it's not yeah, what girls do. You can't, there's no opportunity. <laughs> yeah. That's not what girls do. Yeah. So, you know, she was seeing one guy and then ended up basically having an arranged marriage to my grandfather. Oh, wow. Um, and 
I think, I think she really enjoyed seeing uh, not just me, but all my cousins living a life where it's like, no, you do, you get to do what you want and pursue your aspirations because the world's open to you. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where her advice came from because she stayed home with 10 kids. Wow. So I think, but I think she just knew for me, settling down with him would have been bad news. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, there's always words of wisdom. They know. Grandma. I know it, right? Oh, man, they know. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know. They've lived. And that generation, too, lived through a lot of, I mean, like through the world wars, you know. So they, they oh, saw yeah. the depression. They saw, you know, so much, um, mm-hmm. which, which are... Well, you know, we, I, I don't think um, our generations um, typically saw that. I mean, sure, we had a few, like, you know, bumps along the, the road with September 11th. And I mean, yeah. you know, like, I mean, they're major bumps, but like, not like. Um, not like, hey, we're all rationing our food because the country's yeah. going to war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we bounce back really fast. It's not like we're, you know, living in, you know, a, a serious depression, depression where people, yeah, like there's. You don't know if you're going to have a meal. Some families have it. Some people don't. And and you don't, and you might not see your spouse for five years (laughs) because they were at war. They're on a ship. You don't know if they're alive or dead. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. So what pre-fight rituals um, do you have for this, this, this fight coming up? You know, I've really become so relaxed about things. Um, what pre-fight rituals do I have? Just eating, make weight and eat, I guess. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to eat? You know what I really like after weighing in is hitting a uh, hibachi spot. Oh, those are great. Yeah, they're great. And it comes like slowly, you know, so you kind of just, mm. mm-hmm. there you have your little soup and your salad. And yeah. uh, I really you enjoy get, that. Yeah, you get entertained while you're eating too. Yeah, you Just know. Fun. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So are you, uh, how, how, how was that massage? What type of massage did you get today too? Speaking of being relaxed. Uh, I think it was just like a, it wasn't a Thai massage, I guess. It was sort of like a Thai massage. Mm. You know, she stretched me a little bit and like good pressure. I'm always so impressed with some little tiny person, <laughs> you know, is almost making yeah. me cry, but it's great. Yeah. I, I was amazed at like uh, in Thailand, for instance, is when they would do the Thai exactly. massage and they would, yeah. they would roll you like, but not just me. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not that big, but they would take a guy like, you know, twice their size and roll yeah. him, have them like in a ball and roll them up and over. And then <laughs> you're like, how the heck? And I mean, awesome. I, I learned how to do that. And I'm like, how, how do you do that without squashing your toes and like breaking something or whatever? Cause I can remember trying to lift a guy up and I'm like, what the hell? How do these women do it day in and day out? Yeah. It's so yes. impressive. Oh my gosh. So that's, that's great. So you had like a mini little kind of tie somewhat stretched out that's 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 awesome i love yeah or i mean i know you didn't have time massage but i love like something that's like that no it was perfect yeah therapist that that can stretch you out too which is awesome yeah we've been hitting it hard up here so it's nice to have a recovery day yeah um so um how have you well you just said you're relaxed but um what what do you have to do to mentally prepare for this fight? 
honestly, like it's just, just getting through the rest of camp. Um, my coach makes it really mentally difficult, you know, Who's your coach now? Is it still Crumpet? Yeah. Yep. So, um, it's just getting through. Like, I don't, I don't think about even the next workout. I think about, I got to get through this one and then I'll get through the next one. Like I try not to think how many days I have left. Um, but I, I feel like once I make it through that, then whatever, whatever can happen, I'm ready for it. It's fine. You know? So. Yeah. You've been with him now for how long? Um, four years or so. Yeah, he's pretty. Now, did you? How did you find him? Was he in Thailand or was he here? No, he was in LA, and I sort of stumbled upon him. Yeah. Originally, I had met him when he was teaching at Boxing Works, but it was far away from where I was living. And then he was opening a gym with somebody, or somebody else was opening a gym with him, rather. Hmm. Um, fifteen minutes from my house, where I lived in LA. Hmm. Um, didn't really feel like. I was making the kind of progress I had hoped, you know, my mm-hmm. career was kind of in the tank and um, I'd moved to LA like sort of as a last ditch effort. Mm-hmm. And then I had another fight and I lost again and I just underperformed, you know, mm-hmm. and um, not even like it was like a good loss. It was like a fight that I was winning and then I let go. Mm-hmm. And I started training with him and actually had a hard time getting a fight after that, unfortunately but we trained straight through. And then eventually I ended up moving back to Minnesota mm-hmm. um, when he moved up to NorCal and just planned to commute basically because paying LA rent is a joke, you oh, know, is, is, you know, so dang expensive. Yeah. If I was going to be traveling anyway, I was like, well, I'll just be based out of Minnesota maybe and mm-hmm. bounce back and forth. So that's what I've been doing. Wow. And wow. So sometimes he'll come out too, but he's yeah. had his first child. So, um, Oh man, I didn't tell you that, that he, his wife went into labor, uh, the day before my fight. So he couldn't be there in my last Invicta fight. <laughs> oh, wow. You had a lot of like, you know, things. Insanity. Yeah. There. Oh, I didn't know no. that. Wow. Yeah. So it was, um, I was like, all right, well, make do, you know, yeah, and it turned out okay. But yeah. yeah. I mean, you kicked her in the head and knocked her right out. Like, whoa, you know? That was awesome. Yeah. So, but it was, um, but yeah, it's been good. So we're just trucking along. That's cool. So I got a fun question. If you could pick a, uh, a fighter, uh, oh, if you could pick to fight anyone living or dead, <laughs> what would it be? Oh man. I would have liked to fight Lucia Riker. Oh, wow. Other people have said that too before. I've heard that from before. Like in a Muay Thai fight. Mm. Is she a boxer or? So she got famous. She became famous as a boxer, yeah. but she was a kickboxer too. Well, she was a kickboxer. I didn't know that about yeah, her. Yeah, she was. She was fighting. I think she was fighting men in Thailand. Get out! Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah, she's I, no I, joke. I but picture her as a boxer and remember her in some movies and and you know she was a boxer. I well, mean, and I think the pay was so much better, you know, like yeah. women and kick, you know, this women in kickboxing, yeah. I don't make a, even close to what they're worth. Not even, right. Right. even today. It's like, it's just pitifully behind and, and somebody needs to come in and amend that. Mm. Um, mm. So <laughs> maybe that's something to do when I retire. Right. Mm. But um, yeah, like it's just 
so I think there are a bunch of women who would be excellent kickboxers, but there's just not a home. I think Holly Holmes, another one of them yeah, who would have a blast kickboxing if the pay yeah. was anywhere near the same. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. She's another one with those legs. I'm like, geez. Yeah. So if you can fight, if you can fight boxing or MMA, that's what, that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the money's not there. It's yeah. not like, it's not like you can make an okay living. And we're, I think we were talking about this last time. Mm-hmm. You're seeing this in all kinds of, um, because MMA is like one of the only professional sports where women make the same as men. Like yeah. it's drawing the best from everything. Right. Why, why on earth would they stay in jujitsu if they could fight MMA and make, yeah. you know, cause the very best guy in jujitsu probably makes a lot more than the very best girl. Oh yeah. You know, just like the very best boxer, the very best kickboxer, all all the same. And we're, as a result, we're seeing like way higher level strikers, I think sometimes coming in on the women's side more frequently Mm -hmm. because it's, it's more than tenfold difference. Why, why would you say, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're putting yourself, you know, with um, potential harm and, you know, like, I mean, you get a hit get a concussion or something like that from a head kick or, or, you know, a knockout or something like that. And then you got to come up with whatever medically. Sure. And I mean, of course, you're out of work, you're out of work for a while. <laughs> you can't fight for a while. It's, it's very, I mean, most typically most people are only getting maybe three fights a year in, in MMA and yeah. kickboxing. I mean, I remember, you know, back in 2000, maybe eight before MMA was really getting, there, there was a lot of uh, kickboxing opportunity yeah. out in California. There was nothing back here. And mm-hmm. uh, that was, I mean, there were even like, I think they, they had um, the videos that they were selling of these yeah. women, female kickboxers. And I can remember going to a couple shows here in New York because they oh, yeah. had... I forgot what the promotion was. I don't even know if they still exist anymore, but they, they would have a lot, like a, a, like a lot of female kickboxers. And that's that's where I met, you know, Sylvie Von Douglas. And, and, um, uh, you know, that was, you know, there wasn't much of that happening now in Massachusetts, there is a promotion, no boundary fights. And I'm like, so psyched that they actually have somebody in mass finally. You know, that yeah. actually runs it and they do a really good job and they, they're promoting the women. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the people, women that I know that kickbox have, have had the opportunity. To oh, that's awesome. Times, which is huge, mm-hmm. huge. Cause it wasn't there, up, you know, it's been there maybe three years, four years now. And, uh, it's, it's excellent. That's cool. Yeah. And I think hopefully, you know, it continues to trickle down so that not just women people in general, but especially yeah. women. Cause I think they've gotten the raw deal as far as kickboxing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully it keeps going that way so that they can, if that's their passion, mm-hmm. it, it becomes a viable way to make a living. Now I know there's some women making a living doing that, but it's, it's that with the side hustles. It's that with the seminars. It's that, you know, it, it's not. Yeah. Very few yeah, women they're not, they're not on the, the cereal box, you know, like they're not being put on the cereal box for, you know, like an Olympic athlete or anything like that. Yeah. Taekwondo, but you're not seeing, you know, that really happen too much. And, and I like to see it. It'll come. It'll definitely. Yeah, come. I agree. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, so it's interesting. So I got another fun question for you. Okay. If you were stuck on a deserted island, what three items 
I think maybe you, I don't know where I saw this. What three items would you bring and why? Oh, should I answer the practical? You could do what you want to do. You could, uh, I have my A, my A answer and my B answer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you'd bring a knife, of course. Mm -hmm. The smart person brings a knife, flint, and then, you know, like some kind of saran wrap so you can make your own fresh water. Um, but as far as sentimental attachment, it doesn't matter, right? There's no internet, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I suppose, I don't know. Gosh, I'm so boring. I, I don't know what else I would bring. A couple of good books, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know what I'd be. Maybe, maybe a favorite person to talk with or something, you know? <laughs> like, oh, if it can be a human. Yeah. I'd I bring Ryan. Uh, I'd bring yeah. my little dog. Yeah. I guess it would be that. I, that but the, I did say items, so. A boat. A little boat. Boat, <laughs> a boat with a paddle. <laughs> with an a boat and an oar, yeah. With an engine and gas, <laughs> you know, to get off. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be it. Uh, with enough gas to get to the next, you know, to get to civilization, right? Or like that, or a sailboat or something. I don't know. Those would be the those would be the right answers, I think. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Oh, if you could give your old self. Um, you know, 10 years ago, like your younger self, um, some advice, knowing what you know now. So your younger self, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give that younger, younger Caitlin? Ooh, I would say um, to jump on pattern recognition earlier. So regardless I think sometimes, like, it took me a really long time to go anywhere out of, um, I don't know, like, out of loyalty, or I thought, like, maybe I was just doing something wrong, where sometimes mm -hmm. it's just you need something different. Um, I wish I wish I would have left earlier. I wish I would have gone to Thailand earlier. Um, and, and just for the fact that, okay, like, regardless, if you keep trying the same thing over and over again or having negative experiences, you're having not performing. Get out, get out of there and go figure it out, you know? Yeah. And, and that's something I should have, it, it is one of the, I mean, I'm better late than never. So I'm really glad that I went, but, ah, mm -hmm. uh, man, I wish I would have, um, jumped on it at like 23, not yeah. 28, you know? Yeah. yeah. Try something different, um, mm -hmm. instead of repeating the same pattern. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you know, we all know that, right? Like if right. we, you go once, same thing happens. Twice, same thing happens. Okay. You know. It's like, duh. Light yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> you know, I know. Exactly. I know. I do that still. <laughs> like, I just mm -hmm. got a light bulb one just the other day. I was like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I, I, had a, I had a date, and the guy didn't. Two dates, went out great times and stuff, called me or texted me, let's go out Saturday. Um and then I expect, I said, I'll be back around noon th thinking, you know, we'll have a thing. And I'm like, you know, like that, oh, I'm going to text him. I'm going to text him. I did not this time. I'm like, because he did, he, he blew me off. And I was like, that's yeah. the guy I want in my life. Yeah. Done. Done. You know what I mean? But yeah. my old self would be, 
texting her, hey, what are you doing? You know, being nice, yeah, yeah. sweet, and like whatever. And I'm like, yeah. no. that that's the thing, being the nice and sweet thing. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I don't need to be nice and sweet for a guy that doesn't have the respect to call me and say, hey, I had a change of plans or whatever. No, you know, like, no, hell no, you don't. Yeah, yeah, not at all. So that's the, that's a nice little change thing. Yeah. Um, so who is your favorite female MMA fighter and why? Ooh, hmm. man, that is, that is a tough one because so I like different things about a lot of people. Yeah. Um, maybe who inspired you the most? Maybe, you know, over like, you know, as you yourself were coming up being a fighter. Um, I'm going to go with the first question. Um, man, it, that's just such a damn difficult one. Uh, there's, so, there are a lot that I like. Um, but really, I think, uh, I really feel like Megumi Fuji does not get enough notoriety or respect yeah. <laughs> like she's so good and she's coaching now really like it's crazy we don't hear about it much yeah yeah that that is crazy because i i mean i she's old i mean like she's around a while back and so you kind of there's so many new fighters coming up and i think even the new fighters don't even remember mm -hmm. or know her or know maybe not even know her name and and you're like oh my gosh yeah i mean i even like oh yeah i'm gonna pull this up now she had an 18 fight or no, it was like a 21 fight win streak with 18 subs. And, you know, people, oh, that was before the vision was really developing. She was fighting up yeah. a lot of the time because she couldn't get matched. Like that girl could have made probably 105, I bet. Yeah. Um, uh, This makes me want to look now. Sorry, am I messing up our mojo? Hang on. Yeah. That and, uh, you know, Shayna Baszler, who I happen to be pretty good friends with, but she, um, I remember the first MMA event I went to, it was called the breakout. It was all women's show yeah. randomly held in Minneapolis and she spiral fractured a girl's arm with some sub she made up that day. Wow. Um, wow. Calls it the swing. <laughs> it's the wow. chicken wing. <laughs> the chicken wing. Yeah. Shayna's chicken wing. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, they were both on that card, actually. Wow. Um, yeah, she went 22-0. and 0 Yeah, she had an incredible... With 18 submissions. Amazing. Yeah. And she fought some really tough women, too. Like, really and tough And she was fighting. fighting all the way up at 125. Like, she's yeah. not little. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's so amazing. It's one of those, it's like, man, just born 10 years too early. Yeah. Because, you know... Exactly. Exactly. So, um, she's but she paved the way, you know, like she, she totally paved the way. I mean, we needed, we needed those fighters, you mm -hmm. know, to pave the way. You're another one. You came a little bit after some of these, but you're one of those that have paved the way for a lot of women that are fighting now. And well, and I'm lucky to still be in it and yeah. still be, you know, enjoying some of the, some yeah. of the benefit of that. Uh, yeah. Cause you're right. I'm in like sort of a weird intermediate um you are area yeah like me misha yeah there are a few Roxanne, others that are in this Roxanne, sort of weird Roxanne, spot and i mean she was 
Um, and of course, you know, Cyborg and she's been around for a Yeah, Cyborg's about the same. Oh, like, yeah. Where you've got like Julie and yeah. Tara and Shana were a little bit earlier. So it's. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. most of them have, you know, hung up the gloves, I think. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's another weird thing that's starting to happen is most people. Like we were looking at the first Invicta photo shoot popped up in my feed the other day. And I was like, all these women have retired except me and Leslie, I think. Every one of them. Was it Leslie Smith? Yeah. Wow. I saw her fight out in, I don't know if it was Illinois or something on, I forgot the girl's promotion, but it was an all girl. It was before even Invicta. And uh -huh. I forgot the woman who held it. She was the only one that held like a couple of them. And I remember seeing her fight and I was like, holy crap, she's good. You know, like yeah. this is before anybody really knew who she was or. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she was like crazy. There was actually a few fighters that came from that promotion. I can't for the life was of it me. Black Eye, maybe? No, it wasn't anything. It was a woman that ran it. Um, oh, I can't remember her name. I'll think of it later and I'll be like, oh, yeah. why couldn't I? I'm no, sorry, I can't yeah. remember your name. It was a while back. It's just so much that has gone down over the years now. But she held um, her own... Um, uh, promotion. And she, I think her boyfriend at the time was helping her with it, but she had all these women that, um, you know, actually got into and, and were fighting right around the same time you were and, and, uh, coming up through MMA and, and, uh, this is when things were getting hot and then Ronda Rousey came onto the scene yeah. and all that. So it was really, it was a great, great, uh, great thing to have happen for sure. So my, one of my last, I have two more questions. Oh, that's fine. I'll let you go. Um, but this one's kind of a funny one. It's going to put you on the spot a little bit, but um, what fem what female fighter do you love to hate and why? <laughs> well, you right all, now, I've been zero for pulling out on me twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I don't. You know, I know it's so boring, right? Like, I don't really hate anybody that yeah, I can think of. Uh, I like most of them. Yeah. But you got to figure, too, like, these people, these are people you have an awful lot in common with, mm -hmm. like, more than you'd even like to think sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of also stay out a lot of the drama, but, but apart from when somebody puts me in a shitty spot like she did that makes me fucking really angry um excuse my language yeah, but okay. uh apart from that like whatever yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 they're business partners to me right. so right yeah so who put you in the shitty spot oh I'm pulling out on a week's notice oh yeah exactly. yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Without it being like, oh, I broke my arm or, you know, yeah. like a real reason. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what the reason was, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, um, the thing of it is, is that those sorts of things end up showing up later on too with other fights. I think if, if yep. they're not genuine. Um, I, oh, I agree. Yeah, and sometimes so, it is. Sometimes they're totally yeah. legit. Yeah. So, yeah. And we don't like, know. I try not to get too, uh, yeah. too hot about it because you never know. Sometimes it's stuff too that is really, really personal or personal medical stuff that they just don't want out there. I get it. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't get too, too fired up usually. Yeah. yeah. So what does it mean to be female to you in this day and age? 
you know, I've said this before, I guess I don't, <laughs> I try to put, put myself in a position where I don't have to think about it that much. Good. You know, with around people who just take you for who you are and then professions where you just do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, but what I see from, you know, from other people, um, it does seem really uh, challenging. I think, I think there's a lot of pressure on women to kind of be everything. Mm-hmm. Like one of the beautiful things is with the, you know, changes in women's rights is we can do anything. And now it's like, no, you got to pull everything off by yourself. And you just, it's difficult to do everything well. You know, yeah, you can't be, awesome. you can't, you can't only chase so many rabbits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, you, I, I, I would like to see more, more of that, more women being more accepting of themselves and others mm-hmm. to just, it's okay to chase your one rabbit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. How do you see being um, a female has evolved in our culture and sports over the course of your life? Oh, tremendously. So mm-hmm. of course people are always going to talk about physical appearance, but there's far less of that and far more um, discussion of ability, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, awesome. About damn time. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, and, and I think even just seeing, and maybe this is in part because we now have the ability to shape so much of our media influence. Mm-hmm. Like now, if you're into CrossFit and stuff like that, you, those are the kind of bodies that are showing up in all your feeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to say one body is better than another, but you don't have to constantly, you know, when we were young, it was just like, TV, magazines, and whatever right. any women around you were saying, basically. You're so right. You're so on with this. Wow. Yeah. You know, I didn't even think of that, but it's so true. I can remember looking at Teen Magazine. You're like, I want a body like that. Well, that's, yeah, that's like your own thing where now you can, I feel like, you know, there are definitely some negative things about social media, mm-hmm. but one of the really positives is that uh, I think there there actually is getting to be more more body acceptance at least it seems that way to me where it's like there's not there's not one way to be hot because there isn't you know this like if you look at men that you think are good looking that's absolutely true right there's not only one type so you know and furthermore is just not not worrying so much about how you look and more about what you can do Mm -hmm. yeah Definitely has happened. Definitely different conversation happening now today, even with women. Yeah. Women among women. It's not even like, you know. Uh, uh, totally. Yep. And that's where it has to be because I think women are their own kind of worst enemies sometimes, you know, yeah. uh, you know, being catty with one another or being, um, you know, oh, she's, you know, like just talking really badly about another woman because yep. of whatever. Um, I mean, I get if there's issues and, and you have a, you know, a legitimate, you know, there's like some kind of beef. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if not, and then you're just being catty and just because you're like jealous or something like that, then those things, you know, they got to go, you know, it's like, no, and you're right. I think it's sort of, uh, becoming less and less tolerated Mm. by women in general. It's kind of like, "Eh," when you hear it, you know, just, I, th- I think more and more women are coming, are becoming like averse to hearing it and averse to 
saying it. It seems that way. I can't tell though. Is it that yeah. or is it that you're changing? You have more control over your circle yeah. now. You know. Right. Yeah, it's probably a little bit of both. But when when you're an influencer, which I would think you are, you have you write a blog. You you are very you know you're on your social media a lot, so people are observing what you're you're doing in your life. So sure. you're setting somewhat of an example, even though it might not be your your intention to do that, but you are you know, you're out there. And and so you're you're gonna attract what you're putting out there. And well, that's, you're putting out good stuff, yeah. you're gonna attract that good kind of around yeah. you. And then, and then it's just gonna hopefully just, you know, expand, expand, expand. Right. You know? Yeah, no, it's it is interesting. Hmm. For sure. I, um, and I have a couple of blogs going about some, some gendered, gendered type things. Um, mm. because man, it, it is fascinating. It's fascinating too, like how much, even if we don't want to partake in those things, mm -hmm. like for instance, it makes absolutely no sense for me to have long hair. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes no sense, but I think it looks better. Why? Because I, you know what I mean? It's yeah. stupid. Yeah. I know it's stupid. Same with shaving my legs. It's a good way to get a staph infection. I still shave my legs. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I, I know it's ridiculous, but it's things yeah. I associate with being. Right. A female, uh, like being, yeah. woman, being feminine. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I, I appreciate it. I mean, you look at Thug Rose, man, she shaved her head and then, you know. I get it. Yeah. And, and but you see her with hair and I'm like, wow. And then not hair. I'm like, she's still a wow. But like, it's like, eh, you know, like, I mean, like, you know, it's like, she's, she's, she's doing her job, you yeah. know, and, it's, and she's not the concern. Efficient. She doesn't have to deal with the hair. And, yeah. And, but it is amazing too. Like we were talking about how much, I don't even want to say pushback, but just what a common, when you see any kind of forum post about her or anything, like what a common, that hair is brought up all the time. So I think oh, it's, I don't even like, know, but I, oh I, yeah, it is. I think she has like a, when you look at the, the, just the complete difference of like complete, how it appears. And then, and then shaved head, she's still a beautiful woman, but she's not looking as, you know, like, it's like, uh, who, who was the one, um, uh, Charlene uh, Theron, when she was in, oh, yeah. in um, that Mad Max movie. We know what she looks like. I mean, superstar, gorgeous model, whatever, you know, like just beautiful, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And then she's got the head shaved off. And I was like, wow, so like, you know, but still like can be feminine and tough and and mm -hmm. it's a different type of beauty, but we're gonna be like, eh. We're gonna but as far as like fitting traditional standards, yeah. right? and and that's the weird thing, right? Like knowing it's stupid, stupid for me to have one here, but I do, you know. So it's it's and and we all have that crap. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's fascinating. It's a it's a fascinating thing to explore. And like you know, obviously, if we're doing it with our appearance, we're probably doing it with other things too. Yeah. You know. Absolutely absolutely totally i well i think of um i can remember years ago when my sister had to shave her head she had brain tumors and oh no well she's deceased she's been she's been gone for about 10 years now but um but i can remember the the struggle of having to shave her head and i'm like fortunately at the time there was some show on tv that a woman had a shave it was a woman with a shave yeah. she had really short hair I'm like you know what she's beautiful like that and we are seeing mm -hmm. funky earrings and we look great.
getting put in the hat over your head and, and all that. Yeah. Getting a wig, and at the time the wigs weren't that great. But, yeah. you know, her, and, and she carried it off like, you know? So I was like, you know, and there's so many things that we can do now today to be feminine, not to be feminine, or look, you know, completely feminine. We can just break, just, just be your damn self. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So um, you have this major fight coming up, mm -hmm. June seventh. You're gonna face uh, Faith Mc. I want to say Van. I know. <laughs> McMa. And yeah. um, is there any uh, shout outs you'd like to give uh, to maybe her or um, or any of you know your sponsors, anything like that? Yeah, I'm looking forward to hooking up with her. Um, and then my sponsors have been amazing, especially through the insanity of this past year. Um, so thank you to Zebra Mats and Menacing Valor and Redwood Muay Thai. Um, Jay and Jamie up there have been super helpful. And then of course my coaches are amazing, you know. Prophet's been helping me out and Levi helped this camp. Um, but when I'm back home, I'm boxing with Alfonso Vasquez a lot. And um, you know, I miss, I miss my teammates at home the diverse team and Ryan and my dog but but it's getting done so I'm excited to get to Kansas City and do it. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, we've been trying to get this interview going for a little while. I could talk with you for hours I'm sure. I know <laughs> yeah. we'll have to do it again soon. <laughs> yeah absolutely. I wish you well in, in your fight. Um, can't wait to see um, you, you actually fight again so I'm looking forward to Thanks again. Thank you. All right, take care. Take care, bye-bye. So I'd like to thank Caitlin Rose Young for being on the show. Um, if you'd like to learn more about her, you can check out our previous interview, episode number 40, uh, with um, Caitlin Rose Young, uh, Hard Prioritizing Your Goals, where Caitlin discusses going back to her roots with Muay Thai boxing and stepping back into the cage. And once again, she will be fighting on June 7th at FC 35 against Faith McMahon from New Zealand, who I will be having on my next show, episode 60. So if you like what you heard today and are eager to hear more, never miss an episode from Evolve WMMA with moi, Shelly Devine, by remembering to subscribe and download on iTunes or, you know, you can listen while doing other things. So you could find us at Podomatic, Shout Engine, and Spotify at Evolve Women's MMA. Or if you prefer to watch, you can find a new episode on YouTube at Women's MMA. So if you really enjoyed the episode, please leave a review because it helps people find the show. And on the review, mention Caitlin and, you know, how she inspired and motivated you. You can leave um, your review at my blog at evolvedwma.com. So go ahead and leave a comment or a review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And lastly, if nothing else, you can simply follow us at facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. This is Shelley Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening.